What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the H&K Video Game Experience, your number one talk show for retro and new game palaver. And uh, we're here uh, with Clearfire. What's up, man? What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, it's going good. Um, today, we're, I'm Hollywood Cole, by the way. We're, uh, so the H&K, the H and the H&K Video Game Experience, Clearfire is the K, of course. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about today, a little bit today about um, some of the news and where we're going as a podcast. And we want to point you guys in the, in the direction that we're starting to make some new content in some new areas. Um, no video game uh, review today. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about Smash Bros. Uh, we're going to give you a couple things in the news. Um, and like I said, just an update on our new channels and uh, get you guys spun up on that. So what's been going on? Clear anything big? Not much big, man. Just uh, the normal family drama stuff that's going on. Nothing bad. Just stuff that's going on with, you know, the stuff that I've told you offline. And so I'm just going to leave it at that. But other than that, everything's going good. Nothing crazy at work. That's always a plus. Yeah, for real, man. That's great, dude. <laughs> it's the holidays and nothing's going crazy. So I'm doing really good. And I work in IT. So, you know, the holidays are usually the time when everything goes belly up. <laughs> yep. By shopping on Amazon during work. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, cool, man. I've been uh, actually got into a uh, Bioshock collection um, the other day. I got it on like a, got it for free. I don't know if it was for free or if I paid money for it on PSN. Uh, but Bioshock 1 has kind of uh, kept me hooked on there. Yeah, uh, I've been a, playing that one. That's a good series of games there. I'm, I'm, I never really jumped deep into them. But uh, everyone that I talked to had uh, great experiences with the games, especially Bioshock 1 and 2. I think people got a little wavered on Bioshock 3. That was the one where they kind of did Infinite like the airships and everything. Yeah, where they did kind of like the airships and kind of more <laughs> of a patriotic thing and kind of took it away from the ocean kind of thing that they had. So, um, Yeah, I like the story and the, and the environment so far. But, I, but just like you said, it's kind of like... I mean, where are you going to go from here? You know, yeah. <laughs> he's got to make it up as you go. But yeah, I hadn't, I don't know anything about the story as far as like where it goes. And so, um, it's been out for a long time, uh, at least the first one. Um, so, but I've been enjoying that, man. It's hard to get a game to, to keep my, um, kind of attention that long. I agree. So I just, like we talk about all the time, our backlog and all that, but you know, you'll find a good one. Uh, like God of War did that for me. And uh, this game that I'm going to talk about, give you a little bit of news on Final Fantasy 15. That actually kept my attention the whole time, and I enjoyed yeah. it. It was actually became one of my favorite Final Fantasies at the time. I have no desire to go back and play it. It's a great Final Fantasy, and I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna go back and play it some more because I didn't play it all the way through. So I'm gonna actually go back and play it some more. I think I might start completely over and play it. Um, I really liked the story in it, and I liked the way that they did the uh, fighting system in it. For yeah, me, it was that good. was a new. That was a new way to do the fighting system because I'm used to the Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, 10, uh, the turn-based style uh, play of it. And with this more the action-paced style fighting system, it was actually really good and actually done really well, especially with the teaming battle system. And that was really neat and a really good concept. And uh, I liked how um, all four of the characters worked together, although you only controlled one at a time. Well, you only controlled one. That was it the entire time, Noctis. But how you got him to interact with the other three uh, to do team-ups and to have them do uh, moves that you could counter and actually make uh, stronger combos off of. It was, it was a really, really interesting battle system. Yeah, they did good on that battle system. It's kind of hard to do an action RPG. To, that It kind of did a good job of... 
introducing new people to a new combat system and keeping uh, with the turn-based. Because I'm a turn-based guy. I like turn-based. Um, but that, I like that battle system really well. And everybody's hoping they do it in Final Fantasy VII and all this, if they ever come out well, with that. Well, with a, I mean, with a big Final Fantasy following, especially if you're a hardcore fan of the older ones, more like me, me and Hollywood are, uh, Final Fantasy XV actually really felt like still like one of the older ones, even with the action action style turn uh, action style battle system. And I was really surprised about that because I very much like the turn based system. I mean, I loved ten. I'd have to probably say ten is my favorite Final Fantasy just because I maxed out the sphere grid on all but one character. I mean, that took forever to do, but that was so much fun. I mean, it was just a blast, yeah. and it, it made me want to do that, you know? And so being able to do that was, you know, it was a blast. And then also, to, you know, looking at 15, kind of how it has some of similarities to 10. It doesn't have a lot, but it does have some. And it had that kind of – they kind of had a similar feel to them. I, I liked them. So it, um, 15 definitely was – is one of my favorites as well, too. So they have – four DLCs already and don't quote me on that one for all the extra characters um, and maybe just three I think it's four I think there's one that's not with the characters I'm not sure I have gotten zero DLC for it alright they have four more planned one for the bad guy that's coming out The uh, uh, and Sony did a um, or excuse me Square Enix did a live uh, just recently here to announce that they are canceling all DLC oh yeah I saw that yeah I didn't that, see that one Ajima Tabata, who is the um, director of Final Fantasy XV, is leaving mm-hmm. uh, for for Luminous. That's the, the guys that are doing all the DLC, and that they're here to report a thirty three million dollar loss uh, for this past quarter. <laughs> and it's like, well, thanks, Square. We're our uh, Square Enix. We're uh, happy to hear that, man. Glad you're doing well. But <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna break off and do his own thing. And so, I, you know, I was thinking about that when I heard it. Like, has anybody ever been more successful by breaking off and doing their own thing? Maybe Hideo Kojima. I don't know. I don't know this whole story. I'm assuming he broke off of Konami back in the day and did because he, you know, with Metal Gear. Or they, I don't even think he broke off. I don't know this. Maybe I'm just talking crazy nonsense, but I, I can't think of anybody that's broken off and done good. I, I'm not sure of anybody that's really broken off and done good. I mean, you do have. So the the only one that I could say that you quasi can call a break off, and you're gonna very much you say call Bungie. It, it is Bungie. Bungie <laughs> broke. Bungie broke away from Microsoft, and they went out and they did Destiny away from Microsoft. So that is a. I mean, like I said, it's a very well, like see, Bungie didn't. Microsoft didn't own Bungie. Uh, they had an exclusive deal with Bungie. But uh, you know, Halo was sold to Microsoft, or no, three three four three studios is still yeah. is still uh, exclusive. But I'm I'm not talking about a company like that. I'm talking about and I know you're you know, like the guy your- that did Mega Man. He broke off in Mighty Nine. You're like, oh man, it's not that good, man. It yeah. just shows you you have to have a team of people. You to really be do. successful, man. You really well, do. I mean, well, look at a game. A game is a lot like a movie. For a, a movie to be very successful, you have to have a great composer. You have to have a great director, a great producer, a great scriptwriter. I mean, th- those are four main components that you have to have to make a good movie. Now, can one person do most of those jobs? Yeah, but you're not going to have somebody write a script and do your com- uh, com- composition on your music. It's just not going to happen. That's too much work. And, and and so you've got to have those multiple layers there. And it's just like that on a video game as well. I mean, most people talk about the music that are in these games and how much the music 
reminds them of the game. I mean, that's what I mean. We talk about it all the time, and to have that to go in there with that, you're not going to have somebody that does a video game and does their own music too to make it what to, to make it happen and make it pop. You've got to have multiple different creative minds in there to help that. So that's where I think that when a person like a Hideo Kajami, uh, when they cut out. <laughs> I butchered his last name. You say it different every time. Every time you say it. (laughs) I probably do, and I'm terrible at that. Uh, And so, anyways, uh, when you have someone like him break off, you have his creativity go with it, but you don't have all the pieces that made um, Metal Gear Solid what it is there. And two, look at Metal Gear Solid and how it did without him in there. You know, it didn't do as well. So, I mean, it's kind of a double-edged sword there. You know, where one person can make a break a game, one person has trouble making a game as well. Well, I mean, people leave companies for all reasons. This guy, uh, Ajimi Tabata, just said that it's personal reasons. Some of the words he don't want to, exp- to talk about it. Uh, personal reasons. I mean, any any reason is a personal reason. You know, <laughs> I don't like <laughs> I don't true. like my director. That's a personal reason. I don't like my boss. I mean, that's a that's a personal reason. You know, whatever. But uh, the thing about it is, these guys, even like Hideo. He, uh, you know, they, they have a big role in the company and the, in the mm-hmm. creation process. However, they get kind of a big head and they kind of go, you know, if I broke off, I could do it everything the way that I wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. exactly have complete control. And that's bad, man. You do not want, I mean, no matter how smart or intelligent or creative you are, if it's for something like this big, like a video game or a movie or something like that, you need other people's inputs to make yeah, it do. a true success. The only difference I can think of it is, you know, just thinking about somebody like uh, Mozart or Beethoven or whatever just wrote, you know, that's piano. A, but that's a composition of one right. song. You know, that's not that's not everything that goes with that's not everything beyond it. You know, you're talking about just one music. You know, let's take if you want somebody that we can compare this to is like take Lucas, George Lucas. He's he's a, one of the greatest movie minds that we've had, you know, in our time. You know, he made Star Wars what it is, you know, and the first trilogy four five and six is probably considered his masterpiece then when you look at the way that he said hey now that i got cgi and i've got so much control i can make one two and three like the way i wanted to and yeah it did do well but if you ask star wars fans they're not as big on one two and three as they are four five and six and it's going even the same way with seven eight and nine i think that you're having on that end, you're having just too many hands in the pot trying to say the way it should go, you know, versus where, versus where Lucas in one, two and three was mainly him saying the way it goes four, five and six. He had, he had a couple other people in there helping him because you have a lot more. He he wasn't a proven um, director at the time. So he had more people with him to help him in four, five and six. And that's why I think four, five, six did so great. I mean, he went back and remastered it and added all that extra CGI and it totally ruined the movie. In my opinion, you know, I like the original cut. It just feels great. You have the air of mystery with certain characters. You have just the, the great hero. It's just a really great story. And I mean, you can, that's where you can compare Lucas to Hideo because Hideo made Metal Gear Solid. It's a fantastic series. It's got a great protagonist. I can't even say the word Pythagorean. Yeah, Pythagorean. Protagonist. (laughs) I don't know why I I stumbled on that. Please keep that recorded. That's hilarious. Uh, So, 
with with Solid Snake, and it was a great story, all the different levels, but you start to see where he's either had too much influence or he's had not enough influence in some of the games where it's not a balance. So, um, Yeah, that's a good point with George. It's, you know, here, there's a guy, I mean, back in the day when I said film school, uh, we studied all these old directors and stuff like that. We even went all the way back watch the old movie called The Bicycle, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And one of them said, when they started introducing color to movies, he said, man, color is going to ruin film. You know, now today we go, what? How is that going to ruin film? But you really think about it for a minute. If you don't have the visuals, you have to make up for that in a good story and whatever the case. And George did not have those vis- uh, those uh, visuals when he first started. And I've, I've said this before, I think it was on the Star Wars podcast, but it's worth saying again, um, I believe it was one of the directors, um, I can't remember who who said this, so don't quote me, but somebody did argue with George about why Star Wars is popular, and it's like quoted and everywhere, you could look it up. Uh, the guy told George, you know, they like Star Wars because of the story. I mean, anybody can look at yeah. the story, and it's a masterpiece. It's a, it's a created created universe with all these different things that happen in it. And George says, no, they like it because of the special effects, the space and all this. I mean, there are people that everybody likes that. I mean, everybody likes that. But the, the, the real thing, if you ask me, my opinion, it's just the story. But um, we so George, like just like you said, he got a chance to do it himself. He added all kind of special effects. Everybody hated one because of that. And, it, and all, the one, two and three, yeah, they were successful. It's just because it's riding the Star Wars coattails, you know. But um yeah, he got rid of that and got out of that. But yeah, those are great points, man. But anyway, I think we've we've kind of said enough about that. But you definitely have to have a team of people. Different points of views uh, will certainly help your, uh, especially when it's going out to the public. Anything going out to the public, exactly. So, what else you got, man, or what you got for the news? So for news, it's going to be a little thin for me this week because uh, one, I've had some things going on in personal life that I've had to take care of, so I haven't been nose down on the news, but. I'll be back into it pretty soon, but I do have this one good piece of news. Um, so the PlayStation Classic, the PlayStation Mini, just dropped. It either either came out either today or yesterday. They have already hacked it. That quick, that easy. And it's so simple as plugging in a specific keyboard. It, in the articles I've read, it didn't tell me exactly what type of keyboard, but it doesn't work with Apple, a Logitech, and some other brands. But you plug it in there. You just start pressing the escape key and you get to the back end of the uh, software so you can do all the different options and changes and everything to it. Um, also, too, um, a lot of reviews that I've read so far are just basically confirmed what we thought that the PlayStation Classic is not a, going to be that big of a hit. I mean, if we really look back at it, there's not that many exclusives on it. Yeah, great. It's got Final Fantasy VII on it, but... If you're a true Final Fantasy VII fan, you've already got it somewhere else, you know? I mean, it's just, there weren't that many compelling games on it, and I think that the Japanese version, the Japanese version, uh, the Japanese lineup of games on the PlayStation Classic is a better option if you're able to get that. Now, granted, I don't know if you can convert that over into English or into whatever other language you speak, but the Japanese version is definitely a better one because it's got more RPGs on it. And that's a lot of the games that I know that we played on the PlayStation one were RPGs. So it's just, it's kind of bad news for Sony. Uh, I, I really hate that they basically, I mean, they ripped off the P what is it? The, 
the PS PSGX emulator. I don't. I know I'm not. I know I'm not saying that one exactly right. It might be the PSX generator um, uh, emulator they have online. It's one of the freeware that you can go out and get right now. You can get it yourself, download it on your computer, and start you know playing ROMs with it. They just basically pulled that off, and that's what they used to build their PlayStation Classic. So right there to me, that that was like, okay, you're shortcutting yourself because you're not developing your own thing. They should have followed Nintendo's footsteps. Nintendo Classic and the Super NES Classic has such a beautiful interface, and it's such a great little... They're both great little systems. And so... It just looks like there's just a lot of just kind of negativity with the PlayStation Classic right now. Yeah, this thing was doomed from the start, man. I mean, open source emulator, right? So, yeah, everybody's going to know how to hack it. They already know what's going in there. And then uh, just dumb stuff. This, this, is, this was the old school version before cell phones and these little you know, microtransaction games came out of the old school cash grab. Are we just going to release this thing while it's hot, while these mini systems are hot and throw it out there? I mean, they're so lazy with it. The, uh, I think there's 20 games on there and nine of them are in the PAL version. All right. So, you know, we're in on NTSC over here in North America. And so we run about 60 Hertz a second. Uh, they run 50. So the games of those nine games are going to run just a little bit slower than they would if you had it on a regular PlayStation. It's just stupid. Why? Why would you do that? I mean, you yeah. have the version. I can get it offline. You know, right now it's the same thing. But it's just a cash grab, dude. And it's just I th- when you said they dropped, I thought you meant that they dropped. They announced that they were going to drop it in price or something. Oh but, no. Ironically, the fact that you can hack it might actually sell more systems. So it certainly will sell more systems than it would normally would because you can hack it and you have a little. Well, well right now they only have hacked the um, the actual system settings, not as far as being able to put other games on it. But I, I give it, I give well, it, yeah, a how week, do you? I, I give it a week max, and they'll have it to where you can hack it and put other games on it. It has a um, USB in there somewhere. Yeah, there's a USB plug, so they plugged up a USB keyboard and just hit escape. I mean, that's all they did was hit, keep on hitting escape, and it finally kicked it over to where it went to the system settings where you can do adjustments on auto saves and things like that. And so it's just a matter of time before they actually get into the system and are able to add other ROMs to it. They've done it to the NES Classic. They've done it to the SNES Classic, but it actually took a little bit of time to do both of those. The PlayStation Classic, uh, by the end of the week, they're going to be adding other ROMs into it, if not sooner. I mean, but like we said, they pulled an open source emulator off the web as their base. And it's like, so they have, there's, there's no protection there at that point. If it's, if it's that open source, you know, they might've put some in there, but it's not going to be anything that can't be broken. So it's just, uh, it's a terrible thing for PlayStation, but in a way it could turn out to be a good thing with the hacking in it. But still, it just kind of, to me, it gives it a negative feel, especially with all the negative reviews it's gotten so far. And especially like people really have hammered the uh, front interface, whereas Nintendo has very really nice that front interface of getting to games. The 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 PlayStation one they say they liken it to the uh, Sega flashback systems. So you're looking at a very just archaic type of setup to it. So so check this out. This is why I had Borderlands on the brain. 
earlier. I, I, you know, you guys ain't going to hear that. I said Borderlands <laughs> instead of Bioshock. It's just a bunch of it was just a bunch of palaver going on that I needed to take out. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Randy Pitchford, CEO of Gearbox. So he's tweeted all these um, hints at Borderlands 3. Like, for example, he wrote, My to-do list today, this was last week, My to-do list today has just three things on it, but I also have three meetings scheduled before 3 p.m. Is, is the universe telling me something? And then he wrote another tweet about, and I didn't write this one down or whatever, copy it or have it pulled up, but he says, you know, oh, it's 333 days last year. This one day he has, you know, three, since, I mean, all these three, 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 all this stuff. It's amazing how the universe is, you know, tries to tell you something. And then he says, feels like E3 all over again, which would hint at an announcement of Borderlands 3 soon is what we're all hoping. So the rumor that I've heard, because I've actually heard a lot of that as well, um, is there's the gaming awards that are coming up real soon. Yeah, that, that That he's actually going to be, or that, uh, that um, Gearbox is going to actually announce Borderlands 3 there. I don't know how true that is. It's a very big rumor. We've heard Borderlands 3 at, for the past, what, two or three E3s and still have <laughs> not heard anything about Borderlands 3. Everybody's clamoring for Borderlands 3. I know I am because it's a fan. Borderlands is a fantastic game. The only one that I haven't liked is the prequel, and I felt like that was still a decent game. It just the whole anti gravity thing just really messed with me. And two, it was right when I got a new 4K TV, so it was really kind of odd and it, it was rough. It was just a rough experience at the beginning. So, but I, I mean. I hope that he's not just pulling a leg because Randy Pitchford is known for doing that, but he's also known for being very solid behind his leaks like that. So it's kind of one of those double-edged things again as well. Is it, isn't it going to happen? I mean, let's just hope for the best and hope we hear Borderlands 3 at the gaming. You course. know what he needs to do? He needs to, to get up there and um, announce Borderlands 3 is coming out and then, but it's only on cell phones. Oh, I <laughs> like think he, uh, would, he, would get, he would get assassinated on the spot if that <laughs> happened. The nerds would revolt and slam him to the ground. It would just, it would be nasty. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into um, where we're trying to do here with this, um, with H and K. So for you guys that don't know, we have a YouTube channel for H and K. If you just go to YouTube and type in H N K space EXP. That's our YouTube channel. So we've been dropping all of our podcast on Clear's personal page just because we didn't have a YouTube channel at that point. And not a lot of people listen to the podcast on YouTube. I mean, maybe a handful each time. There's a couple of ones that actually got a lot of a good bit. But um, so we don't want to just do podcast to release. Nobody's going to sit there and watch an hour and a half podcast on YouTube. Some people do, like I said, but um YouTube is more for, you know, videos and stuff like that. And we want to use it that way too. So we're going to start releasing more videos. And I, like we were talking about, we made a decision that once we start getting enough videos on, they were probably going to stop um, putting the podcast on YouTube. So uh, if you're hearing this, this one will go on YouTube. But um, if you're hearing this and you're a YouTube viewer, we encourage you guys to go to Podbean or, you know, iTunes or Android. Podbean's the easiest way to do it. You don't even have to download the app, I don't think. Bullet's been listening without even downloading the app. But um, you can do that. And so that's a lot easier. Um, but and, uh, I mean, we, we're on every major music 
yeah. out, outlet with the exception of a, like Tidal and a few others. But I mean, we're Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Music. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio, Castbox, uh, Podcast Addict. I mean, we're, we're there's on, some of them we don't even. I get there's downloads from some of them that I, I haven't even recognized. Exactly, you can find us very easily with any type of free app, and you can get pretty much anything. You can pretty much get us anywhere. But like Hollywood said, Podbean is the best, and that, that way we, we 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 recommend you using the Podbean app. It's a free app. You don't even have to create a profile to find us on there. I mean, you can go in, use the app, and start listening to us right away, and catch all of our podcasts there. So the one video that we have released, um, I just made a quick 10, uh, 10 NES games in 10 minutes, and it's just one minute uh, per random NES game. I tried to pick some that people may never heard of or whatever. Just a lot of fun to do. Uh, I really enjoyed making it, and I hope you guys enjoyed watching it. It's just, like I said, 10 minutes, just something to do while you're waiting on something and just kind of take you down memory lane. The Go next watch it. Yeah, go watch it. Hollywood didn't even tell me about it and dropped it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's actually a really good one. And I saw some games that I hadn't played in forever that I'm like, hey, we, we I hadn't said this to him yet, but there's a couple in there that we're going to actually have to do do our um, uh, uh, retrospective on because there's some fun ones in there. I forgot that we've, you know, that I've played with oh, them yeah. before. So there's a ton. And so the next one I'm going to probably do is a, maybe a 20 minute. I hadn't decided how long it's going to be, but I wanted to do. Super NES uh, role-playing game. So um, going to get a couple minutes of that. And so, like I said, it's just a memory memory tri- uh, trip down memory lane type of thing. Uh, but as I said, it's a lot of fun to do. So it's just like that. That's not the only thing we're going to do, of course. Um, but once I start putting a lot of videos on there, once we start getting, you know, four or five, six videos on there, I'm going to stop dropping the podcast on there. So uh, just be ready for that. Um, we also have our personal channels, uh, Hollywood Cole, you know, same H O L L I W O D K O L E has his own. If you type in smooth ramblings in, um, in the YouTube search bar, it'll pull up. I've got a couple of podcasts that I've put up there with play playback or, uh, excuse me. What I've been doing is if we do a full podcast on smooth ramblings, I'll take the section of the game that is in the title and put some playback. Um, I'll put some video game, uh, play behind it. And, um, just kind of edit it to where it fits in the you know, 20, 30 minutes. Me and Maiden Kane, it's my wife. We did a uh, full up until dawn one. The last one I did was some old um, tomahawks and throwing knives from Call of Duty. That was that a lot one of fun is to do. hilarious. Go watch <laughs> so that one. Funny. Gotta go watch that one, guys. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love watching that one, man. And uh, I hadn't heard from Rev yet about it, but, um, you know, he's John Bergen in the, in the thing. And, uh, in that video. And so we're going to end up doing a smooth rambling. It's just kind of talking about why we kind of got into throwing tomahawks and all this. So you see how it's kind of relating is what we're just trying to show you guys. So if you guys like to go to YouTube, go find us on there. Clear, go ahead and drop your, your, what you're going to do. Okay. So mine, of course, my, my, my YouTube page is clear fire, K L E E R F Y R E. And you'll know mine because I've got a big old huge clear fire name and flames logo on the top of my uh, page that I created in uh, photo Photoshop. So it's a really cool little logo that I've used for a while. So um, I had this just random thought one day, cause it's like, you know, as we've been playing some of these games for our podcast, it's like, man, guy, I mean, I was telling, telling Holly, I was like, man, <laughs> some, some of these games have been tough for me to go back and play. And I don't remember it being that tough. And I guess just getting older and not have playing the games like this for a while has, has kind of slowed me down in some of my fast twitch. And I'm not, I'm not like I used to be. And so I was like, 
I got this really cool idea that I'm going to start doing, and, I, and we, we've all we've got all of our capture device stuff, so we can start capturing our gameplays and everything. And I told Hollywood, I was like, I'm going to do this new thing, and I'm going to start it in January. It's going to call. It's going to be called Bad Dad Gamer. And what it is, is it's going to be me doing my playthroughs of the games for either for the podcast or for Fireside Chat, whether it be a retro game or new game or a current game that I'm playing. If I find something that I think is amusing, you know, add that and put that in there, do some voiceover and talk about it and talk about my challenges and struggles as being a dad gamer playing games. And I'm going to going to already have a logo design for it and everything. And we're going to have some have a lot of fun with that. And I hope you really I hope you enjoy it because it's going to I hope it's going to bring some comedy into it and also to some realization of oh wow these guys are playing these games and they're having the struggles of their kids walking in during playthrough the kid trip over the cord <laughs> i mean just all that kind of stuff because whatever happens i'm gonna let it just happen and have that in there and let it be raw so hopefully you'll get to enjoy that and look for it coming in january and that's going to be on my channel on the clear fire channel yeah guys go if you're, if you're a youtube watcher uh go and uh subscribe uh and tell us, uh, you know, what you think about these videos and, and the direction that you think if it's something that's uh, you guys like or what. But we're just, you know, we're having fun doing the videos and, uh, of course, doing the podcast. And uh, it's fun to be able to share uh, those game experiences uh, with you guys. So um, expect, you know, Friday is the uh, Smash Bros. release. So yes. I got mine paid for already. I'm going to pick Me it up. Me too. <laughs> GameStop. And I, so... This is a good time to talk about it. I was going to, um, you know, I'm not a big Smash Bros. I've played it before on the Nintendo 64, and that's the only time I've played it. And, um, you know, I wasn't a big fan of there's no life bar, but after you explained it to me, you know, of how, you know, because I thought you just had to get them all down to 150% or something, you just knock them off the screen. But you're saying, no, you can knock them off whenever, depending on how good you are and all this. So, uh, sounds pretty interesting, and uh, you know the hype has gotten me on this one. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. So, so this is a game that I love, and I have lots of memories of it from college at Jones. So, there's a time that me, both me and Hollywood, are at, were at Jones together, and we roomed together at Jones. And then there was a time that he went to Southern, and I stayed at Jones. And during those interval times, there is when I got into gaming with some of my friends because I was in the choir at Jones and started gaming with them and Super Smash Brothers was a really big thing with them and so we had Super Smash Brothers Melee and Super Smash Brothers on the 64 which Melee is on the GameCube and so we had it on both different systems and man we would have tournaments of this stuff all the time constantly such a fun game it's so fun to play it's a blast I never played the one on the I think it was the Wii did they have one on the Wii and the Wii U or was it just the Wii U yeah it's uh it was Super Smash Brothers Brawl. What was that? Was that one? That I can't one, remember. I think it's Wii. Oh man, that's a good question. I I've can't seen, remember. I know it's I, on. I know there's one on Wii U. Uh, I yeah. just can't remember. I just can't remember if they have one on the Wii. I yeah. thought Brawl was on the Wii at first. Yeah. Brawl, now I gotta look it up. Yeah, because I think it's Super Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers Melee, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, and now Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I think that's the four games in the series. I don't know if there's a fifth, but. I'm really looking forward to this one because it's got a ton of characters in it. It's, yeah, got it's some, on the Wii. Yeah. I knew it's on the Wii. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some new additions to it. I mean, it's going to be such a fun game. And I look forward to playing this one with Hollywood online because it's going to be the first Super Smash Brothers that we actually played together. We didn't play 
any of the other uh, the other two together any um, just based on you know where we were at at the time um, online gaming of course wasn't a thing at that time for us so you know we didn't have that but man it's just it's one of those games that has the memories for me kind of like with GoldenEye. It just has so many great memories and so much fun because it's an exciting, fast-paced game. And especially if you're a, a really good person at fighting games, this is a fun game to play as well, even though it's not a true fighter game. I mean, it, it's, it is, but it isn't because it's basically a ring-out style game. And that's what makes it so much fun because there's so many different ways to ring out a person. It's like and, Royal Rumble. Oh yes, it's so, it's so much like Royal Rumble. It's <laughs> it's like the, the it's like the wrestling games that we played back in the day that just drove us insane against each other. I mean, it, it's it's going to be a blast. You've got all of your classic Nintendo characters throughout it. Um, it's going to be so much fun playing with that and and doing that. So, and I really look forward to playing with the Piranha Plant. That you know, that's going to be one of the ones that they they release with it. One of the the new new characters that's released out with it. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun playing with something like that. And I think it's going to get add a challenge to the game as well and there's a two you do have a story mode in it too and the story mode is kind of fun because you get a chance to get an introduction to all the different characters throughout it so if you've never played a smash brothers before you get a chance to kind of see how all the mechanics work by doing the story by doing the story mode so that way you don't just jump into an online game and just totally get smoked because I know people have been playing Smash Brothers for years, and they're going to be the type of people that you just don't want to creep up on in an online game. So, so just my mind is on this. So, I'll, um, remember back, I don't know if it was at a Royal Rumble or, or a WrestleMania when Undertaker fought Yokozuna. That was so, at uh, WrestleMania, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, WrestleMania. So, just. Just, just to have a little bit of a reference here or a little bit of a comparison is what I'm trying to get at. I turned on wrestling Monday this week. for the, I haven't seen it in forever. I just was honest. Let's just watch it or whatever date it came on. And every one of the characters had those stupid, um, uh, what do you call them, Speedo pants and wrestling boots. There's no <laughs> personality at all. Uh, you know, it's just like, hey, we're wrestling and, and that's it. They have a different jacket or something on. Wrestling used to be so good. That, uh, Undertaker got thrown into a casket. It was a casket match. Yeah. Thrown into a casket and buried, like alive, supposedly, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, he comes to life and the thing. He'd be laying on the ground, passed out. Like, oh, Undertaker's dead. And he can, no way he can get up from, you know, the, it wasn't a Stone Cold Stunner. He wasn't around then. But whatever, Yokozuna did a belly flop on him or something. And then that little Paul Bearer would come and wave that oh, smoke gosh. around, and he would yes, sit up. Paul Bearer, oh my it would be so ra- rowdy, and it's like you know it ain't real, but this guy's like he's not human. Everybody says he's not human. He's not human, and it was just so exciting, you know. Then you had um, Coco Beware. You had all these random voodoo dudes, and Kane yes. came out. And nobody seen his face. I mean, it used to be so good, man. And did you know that uh, one of the biggest wrestlers was from Mississippi at that time? Uh, Papa, uh, no, well, not Papa Shango. Who was it? Was it Coco Beware? Ted DiBiase. Well, you got Ted DiBiase, of course, but one of the other ones, too. Uh, God, what was his name? No, what's Kamala. his name? Kamala. Yeah, Kamala, yeah. Kamala, Kamala. was from Mississippi. And he, he was died, kind of one of the... Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure if he's dead yet, but he is a w, double amputee from being diabetic. That's what he... They did a special on him on, like... So I saw a special on him, yeah. And right now, Whatever just to be courageous, 
just to be correct about it, right now the only big match that I've seen between Yokozuna and Undertaker was at Survivor Series '94. I was thinking that was it was at WrestleMania Nine because I remember there was a match between Yokozuna and someone else at WrestleMania Nine, and then Hulk Hogan I think came in. It might have been Bret Hart and Yokozuna at WrestleMania Nine. So Dude, just trying to be that. correct about that. So. I'd go rent that Royal Rumble 94 from Video Visions every time. Oh, my time. gosh. That was such a good why. Royal Rumble. I remember the cover on it and everything. I don't know why I kept watching that one and Bret Hart that was, was a good on the one. cover. That was a good one. But um, um, so anyway, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to I just got just thinking about that Royal Rumble. Like you said, it's out of out of the ring, you know, and I was like, man, that is kind of like a Royal Rumble. It and is. I started thinking about wrestling, but um, I'm pulled <laughs> up this, I put up Smash Bros here for the Wii U, and it's called Smash Bros, or Super Smash Bros for Wii U. Yeah, new brawl. I could ah. see brawl, but I couldn't think if I was thinking about the the cover, the cover for the Wii version of Smash Brothers Brawl, and I kept thinking it was like that Super Strike or whatever that baseball mm-hmm. game in my head. I couldn't couldn't picture it, but it is uh, brawl. But it's just Super Smash and the Wii U. I didn't play either one of those. Yeah, I didn't play either one of those either. So, but uh, yeah, this will be fun. Expect some gameplay. Like I said, we got to uh, also just kind of point of fact, like since we like you were saying, since we have the uh, recorders. Gonna try to get a posse up on Red Dead uh, Online, but uh, dude, I mean, I, I want to. I get on there. I just, I am not feeling it, man. For some reason, I am not feeling it. Well, uh, I understand why you're not feeling it because all the things I've heard so far about the Red Dead Two beta for the online is, is the economy is just horrendous. It takes forever to earn any type of money, and so that kind of has me a little leery. But, you know, with uh, one of our listeners, they contacted us and said, you know, I got my Red Dead 2 copy, so we might be jumping on there to play play with people. And I think, you know, it'd be fun to play with some of you listeners, too, as well, if you have Red Dead 2 as well. And one of the guys I work with, he actually is thinking about jumping on Red Dead 2 as well. And, and I told him, you know, we'd, we'd be starting up a posse. So I think we'll start up a posse for H&K and just have that out there. And so if you want to jump in with us, you know, you're more than welcome to, and it'll be fun and we'll have, we'll, we'll do what we can with it and see if we can't build it up pretty well. I should um, have poker or something on there. I mean, there's nothing to do in the world. You just, you just join missions. All, yeah. all that I've seen, you join missions and well, with, you know, three or four of the people and it's fun. And don't but, you have uh, the battle Royale too in there? Or is that coming? Or is that coming? I don't yet? know where to do it. I mean, I guess you just okay. got to join it and just like looking for a match or whatever. I just wanted yeah. to talk about, you know, out in the open world where you're just riding dirty, running around the mm-hmm. running around the land. You know, like uh, kind of like on Grand Theft Auto yeah. uh, Five. You just get in a car and you can go ride around, and you'll have so much fun doing that. Yeah. Um. But you know, there's nothing to do on this one. So I mean, you literally ride around on on Grand Theft Auto Five, just just looking for something to you see somebody shopping or whatever. Like, oh man, we're gonna go mess with this dude, or we'd have fun just getting as many cops on us as we could and riding them. I mean, it, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, it's, I know it's beta. I know it's very early. I'm not saying giving up on the game or anything, but uh, I got on there. So I'm going to just see what I can do. And I just, like you said, I don't have any real direction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if I had money, I mean, what am I going to buy? I really don't care. Yeah. But I wanted to play poker with people on there to make some money. I thought they had, you know, blackjack or whatever. I mean, that'd be pretty fun. Well, and you speaking of driving around reminded me of another game that's dropping this week as well for PS4. It's already out for Xbox and for PC. That's PUBG. And so mm-hmm. that that might be a game that I jump on as well. I really think I might because it's one of the it's it's a, the battle royale style, but I think it is more of the style of what me and Hollywood like in a game that would be similar to that. Because you have cars you can jump in. It's more realistic. You're not building forts. Uh, the Fortnite thing, I just really I can't get into it. 
It's more of, okay, let me find a gun and go track you down and try to shoot you. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Uh, but that is coming out for PS4. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's December 7th it drops as well. Um, it might be December 4th or 5th, but I know it's either 4th, 5th, or 7th. I can't remember which day. And I know I just throw three dates out there and it sounds terrible, but that's what <laughs> well, happens when it. you've had, had had rough weeks with it's PUBG, crazy man. Stuff. It's kind of old news, you know, like we it, talked well, about. It definitely is old news, and I, I don't know how well it's going to. Take, I don't know well how well it's going to take off with it hitting on PS4. I hope it does gain some traction because it does look like it's a fun game. I haven't played it yet. I've had friends that played it and enjoyed it. So hopefully that uh, hopefully um, the PlayStation version will get some gameplay on it. So well, all right. Well, uh, just wanted to like you said, just drop this uh, episode so you guys get a little bit of update of what we're doing here. So sorry, it's a short episode, um, no game reviews, but uh, expect in the future probably going to do a, a first look at um, Super Smash Bros. Our first impression probably next Friday or something. Probably give it a week, um, and then we're going to do our you know our tradition, our me and Clear's top ten games of 2018 that we've played. And it's just kind of weird. We don't have to have it to where the games came out in 2018, just the games that we've been playing this year that are top 10 of this year, uh, which is kind of fun. You never know what it's going to be. but uh, um, Not and, at all. <laughs> and then uh, we're thinking about doing it. should be a lot of work, so we don't know. Don't hold us to it. But I would like to do a true uh, H&K's uh, top 10 of 2018 video on YouTube. So uh, that will not be a podcast. If we do end up doing that, it'll just be, you know, our top 10 or top five or whatever we choose to do with some gameplay behind it. And uh, that'll be a YouTube only. So we use this time to, to tell you guys, Hey, we're doing a lot more YouTube. We're not going to stop doing podcasts. I love doing podcasts for some no, reason. Yeah. Uh, I've always just liked doing these. Um, but, but anyway, uh, so we're not we're not stopping that. We're going to continue yeah. doing what we're doing. Uh, yeah, we got po- some great podcasts planned out in the future. Definitely, uh, the, too, po- coming up. the podcast is going to stay the main meat of H and K. That's what we do. That's our main thing. We're adding the other stuff because we want to give more to you and want to give you more options for things to watch and check out and listen to. So that way, we kind of add to this. So hopefully, you well that and also, man, you know, we we we've started off with the. Uh, you know, the retro games, of course. We hadn't even got into Super Nintendo yet. And it's not that we're going down a list here and go, okay, we cover all the NES ones. Now we're going to cover all Super Nintendo. But there is a ton of games that I want to talk about mm-hmm. that we just are afraid. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't even do them justice. They're so good. Shadow Run, Final Fantasy III, uh, Secret of Mana, Chrono Trigger. Man, these games are obviously RPG fan. Um, but, um, you know, great games. There's a ton more. But, uh, but we try to like we said, relive that experience with you guys, uh, you know, sitting around the table talking about how we played this game back in the day and, re- and reminding everybody and to share their experience with it. It just kind of brings brings back your memories of the game. All right, so that, then we started adding music to the podcast, right, to, to kind of enhance that. But now, man, there's a lot of stuff that we've kind of run into by doing this throughout the years that, you know, it, it's hard to even talk about without visually seeing it. So mm-hmm. to be able to lay down this capture card and put it on YouTube where you can actually see what we're talking like me and Maiden Kane's Until Dawn. Man, if you didn't have gameplay behind that, that's so hard to follow. I had to edit a lot of that out. 
I agree. Um, yeah, that that would have been a tough one. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I mean, it's, the story is so twist and turn. Even if you've played it, you really don't know. You know, anyway. Mm-hmm. So to be able to add that gameplay to it, that'll help from people that you know. If you've played the game, you usually know what we're talking about. If you've never played the game, hey, at least you got some gameplay that you can um, that you can uh, watch yeah. and and see what we're talking about. So I think that's a great step. And just for you listeners out there to know, I, I like when people know what equipment we're using. Um, I presented this to Hollywood uh, months and months ago uh, talking about it because I wanted to start doing capture, especially since now where I live at now, I don't have the bandwidth to do the streaming like I used to. And so I had to get a capture card that did this. Um, actually using the Avermedia uh, Live Gamer Portable Plus 2 that has the 4K pass-through in it great device if you're looking for a streaming device that you can use without a PC that's what's good that's what's great about it you can just hook it up to your TV and you're good to go right then and there without having to have it to your PC now granted you do have to take it to your PC to dump your content and everything like that do any type of edits but you don't have to have a PC hooked up right then and there to do it so it's a great device. Um, we both jumped on it. Uh, Best Buy has a great deal on it. If you're looking for a, a good capture device, um, I, I highly recommend it. I've had great experience with it so far. A little bit of a pain to set up at first, but uh, that was just because I decided to try to rush my setup instead of taking my time and doing it the way it's supposed to. But it, it's pretty much um, plug and play right out of the box. All right, guys. We appreciate you guys listening. Take care. Take it easy, everybody. I guess money.